0: Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. I want to welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for all of our longtime listeners, I want to tell you how much we appreciate you for listening and supporting the ministry. The gospel is free, but ministry costs. And we thank you so much for your faithful giving and support of the ministry. It is because of people like you and the sacrifices that you make that allows us to continue to produce these media materials that go all around the world. So we thank you for doing your part to help us to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, on today's broadcast, I want you to hear this message entitled Locked Down But Not Out. I know it's going to be a rich blessing to you, and it's going to cause the day of release to spring forth in your life. So if you feel as though you've been locked out of some things, some opportunities, some things that just slip through your fingers you can't go anywhere you can't do anything then you need to hear this message entitled Down, but not out right here on kingdom rock radio so just relax amen turn your name tell them let's relax we're going to be fed today we're going to receive today do y'all like to laugh I like to laugh, too. I like to laugh. I like to laugh. Let me start off this just just basically. How about, you yeah, want to hear a funny joke. Want to hear a funny joke? I do, too. You know one? Uh, maybe next time. Let's go to the book of Acts. Acts 16, chapter. Acts 16, Acts 16. We're going to start there today. Acts 16, chapter. As Smokey the Bandit used to say, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Run, old bandit, run. When you get to Acts 16, shout praise the Lord. We're going to do just a little bit of reading. Acts 16, verses 14. I'll be reading out of the King James Version. I did not bring my new King James Version today, so I pray that you can uh, follow along with me. But first, let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time, for this moment that you have ordained, that you have appointed. Lord, we just pray uh, that you would just have your total and complete way, that lives be changed, healed, and delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. Now, Holy Spirit, move amongst your people. Give them exactly what they need to hear today. Minister to their hearts, all of them. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. All right. Very familiar text, very familiar text, very familiar text. Let's read Acts 16, verse number 14, and it says, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized, and her family, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us, The way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul being grieved turned and said said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrate saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. Now that's a power point. You need to make sure you make a note of verse 20. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded them, or rather commanded to beat them. The beat down. Verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison... And made their feet fast in the stocks. Another key point. Verse 25. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And every, everyone's bands were loosed. And the, and the, uh, the keeper of the prison... Awaken out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Don't hurt yourself, Doc. We all right. That's the Mark Strout version. Let me get back in here. He says, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas in verse 30 and said, ask this wonderful question, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Isn't that wonderful? You say, oh, Pastor, this is such a familiar verse of Scripture. I know exactly where you're going. No, you don't. But we're going to get there. Amen. Now, notice, I want you to see a few PowerPoints here. We're going to speak from the subject today of locked up, but not out. Locked up, but not out. Hallelujah. Now, if you're locked up and locked out, locked out of kingdom resources, you're in a fix. You're in a pickle. But if you're part of the kingdom of God, there are some times that we are locked up. Not speaking of a physical prison here, but you know we can be locked out of ministry. We can be locked out of purpose. We can be locked out of direction. We can be locked out uh, even in marriage, where one has emotionally locked you out, locked out, locked out of the promises of God. It seems like nothing you do ever really matters. Locked out seeing no results putting out a whole lot of effort but it seems like nothing is coming back locked out locked out of business can't get that promotion locked out every chance we get no matter what we do it seems like everything keeps going wrong locked out you may be locked out but you're not locked up are you hearing what i'm saying to you Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Rather, you may be locked down, but you're not locked out. And I'm telling you that the Lord has some things for you in store today. All right. So we see here, we just read it, we see how Paul and Silas were now locked in the prison. And really, they're in the dungeon, in the innermost prison there of of the prison situation. They're in the dungeon. There is probably no light there, no moon shining Uh, no fresh air there are other prisoners there that we know who may have been there for quite a while and in the dungeon the dungeon was famous of course for having notorious criminals in the dungeon you've been thrown in the dungeon especially lawfully you know you've done some pretty bad things this is where the jailer has been charged keep these dangerous felons here These dangerous criminals here, there could be some, uh, the rapists could be there. There there could be the serial killers there. There could be uh, criminals to the crown, whatever. But these are some people that are very bad. And they were caught, Paul and Silas caught, and were commanded to be put in prison. The jailer thought, okay, I got this charge from the magistrate. I'm going to take these into the dungeon, into the inner place. The magistrate didn't tell him to put him there. He just said, put those men in a safe place and keep them. The jailer thought there's only one really safe place to keep them. Nobody breaks out of the dungeon. As a matter of fact, the dungeon was, was such a powerful place that the jailer, as you see here, did not go home. He stayed there all night long, making sure everybody would stay there because his life was on the line. He didn't get fired. If you messed up, you got killed. Do you understand that? They didn't cut his check. They would kill you. So he received such a charge. Keep them here. Keep them safe. Or you know the consequences. But why were Paul and Silas there in the first place? Let's look back. Why were they there? The Bible says that at midnight they prayed and they sang praises unto God. Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful, so wonderful, so wonderful. But my question is, what happened before midnight came? Now, let's back the story up just a little bit. Let's back the count up just a little bit. We know that before midnight, we're going to rewind the clock. uh, They were thrust into the the inner prison by the jailer who probably violently said, Get in there and slam the stocks down on their feet, right? Stocks, you remember that. Uh, You would sit. Now, if this is the traditional stock, of course, you would sit down on the ground and they would slam over your feet. uh, This board, which was big enough just for your ankles and it clamped you down, meaning you're not going anywhere. You are now under my power and my control. And this was a spirit. Please see this. This is a spirit that has. Now said, I have power over the men of God. They will no longer preach in my city. I will control their life and their destiny. You will have no more motion or momentum. I will lock you down. Understand this thing in the spirit realm here. This is so much more than what you see in black on your in your Bibles there in the black ink. This spirit has said, I will lock you down. You will no longer have free movement around my town. I will lock you down. You can't move. You can't move anywhere where your your feet are clamped down. So the jailer obviously has the key, and he has been given charge by the magistrate. Well, let's go back a little bit further. What happened before they were locked down and thrown in? Well, they were standing in a sort of courtroom situation. It was in the marketplace. They thrust him. Let's look at this. Let's go back. Are y'all still with me today? And let's look at verse number verse number 19. It says, When his master saw that the hope of the game was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and threw them into the where? Into the marketplace. Into the marketplace. Well, the marketplace was where they had an open forum, so to speak. It was the, it was the uh, square of towns where they had a lot of their meetings. And it was there that they uh, had their court established. Paul and Silas, before they were in prison, were there in the marketplace, which is extremely significant because Thyatira was known as a town of trade, a town of commerce, where they also dyed purple. Much money around this town. Understand something. A lot of money floating around this town. But the word terra means the odor or the scent of affliction. Affliction. A lot of money around this town. But it's so hard to make it. A lot of money all over this town. But it brings me pain and grief getting it in. Nobody's just giving it away. I don't know how many banks I've actually gone into, how many bank managers I've said, are you giving away any free samples? (laughs) They're doing it down there at the subway and other places. But they always tell me no for some reason. One day I'm going to find them. Maybe not. I don't know. But this was a place, a very rich town, a very rich city that had the scent, the scent, the odor, if you will, of affliction pain a lot of rich folk who were in pain a lot of rich people that had money that have problems at home now mm, you hear what I'm talking and so we see the place that they're in and look at this Paul and Silas were thrown there in the marketplace Wow rich city Thrown in court in the, where's the court? In the marketplace, the place of commerce Why was that? Why did they do that? Well, let's rewind a little bit further. Why were they thrown there in the marketplace? Why were they on trial? Because they cast out a soothsayer, a woman who was a palm reader, so to speak. They cast out someone who could say, I can tell your future, who brought her master's much what? Much gain. She made them some money. So when Paul and Silas said, uh, when Paul rather said, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the girl said, oh. And the master saw. He probably thought, well, maybe she just screaming, you know, I don't know. Next person, next person, come on. She's right here. She's open. Her booth is open, and she's ready. Come on, bring her over. And they sat down in front of her and said, oh, could you tell me my future? Tell me. Does he love me? Tell me. And she probably went into her motions, you know, all this sort of thing, whatever she did, rubbed her crystal ball or whatever, and nothing came out. Maybe that one was a fluke. I don't know. Call in the next one. So she said, uh, "Okay, can you tell me, am I gonna get the job next week?" So she rubbed the ball. I'm sure did her things. Then nothing happened. Well, when her masters saw that, they got mad. Why? Because Paul and Silas now was messing with their money. They were doing fine if you look back in the text. They were doing absolutely positively fine until they start messing with the money. Nobody bothered them as long as they were just talking Jesus. Oh, Jesus loves you. He'll save you. Yes, he will. He loves you, too. Come on to our prayer meeting. Come on to our church. We got a wonderful praise and worship team. Come on over. You're going to just love us. As a matter of fact, we'll also feed you after service. Come on over here and enjoy Jesus with us. Come on. But nobody mess with them until they touch the God of the city. Somebody understand this now. Nobody bothered them until they touched the principality over the city. Mammon, when they touch that God over that city, then you're in trouble. Well, see, you wonder, why could this church mushroom and, and why does that church have all these members? Maybe they're not touching the principalities over the city. Why can't we get this and, and why won't people come in and, and why are we still looking just at each other? Maybe because that's way because you have touched the principality over the city. And the principality of the city says, oh, we can't have this. As long as you were just singing in your church, loving on each other, you were just fine. But the moment you start messing with our business, we're going to lock you down. Anybody hearing what's being said? Start messing with the money. Now back it up a little bit further. Before Paul cast out the spirit, the Bible says that this woman would follow them around. Isn't that something? Here's Paul and Silas preaching Jesus around town. They're having a revival services, one over here at, at the auditorium here, next meeting maybe at the community center over there. Over this tree or by this stream, they'll have meetings all over town talking about Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Say Jesus. That's wonderful, isn't it? But everywhere they would go, here was this girl following them and saying the same thing. These men are here to show us the way of salvation. Everywhere it was like she was tormenting just sort of picking on them everywhere they went there was always one she was always the one in the crowd maybe paul and silas would we get up i mean maybe silas would sing a song oh i'm gonna sing for y'all then paul gonna come up oh jesus jesus come on oh praise you know they were having back and forth are y'all with me today I know I'm a radical preacher, but you kind of got to get it, got to kind of get in with me, okay? So they had this service going on. Maybe somebody took up the offering. You don't know, like church service. Anybody know about church service? Praise the Lord. They were forming a church out there. Praise the Lord. So they're going from place to place, and every meeting they came in, here was this girl. I can see Silas passing the mic to Paul. Or maybe they didn't have microphones. You understand what I'm saying with you. I can see him passing the mic and saying, Paul, man, come here, man. What? Come here. She's here again. Oh my God. <laughs> then the ushers, didn't you tell the ushers? Yes, I did. There she is. Here she's coming. All right, Saints, we're going to turn Bibles to. These men are the ones who are here to show us the way to salvation. Does she always have to get up every single time, Silas? All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll let it go. Hey, we'll let it go. Hey, everybody. Does anybody know who she is? Yeah, she's the slave girl of the man, the rich people up there. They make a lot of money off of her. Oh, man, this is a rich town. Better leave her alone for a little bit. Better, better, Better leave her alone. Next meeting. All right, everybody. Turn your Bibles to, oh God, here she is again. (sighs) These men are the ones who are here to show us the way of salvation. These are the men of God. Uh The Bible says, and this she did many days. How long can you tolerate the devil? This was a spirit in this woman. A demon spirit in the woman. And the demon was talking out of the woman to discredit the ministry of Paul and Silas, To get under their skin, to torment them. Anybody ever had something that really just vexed you? Every time you go to your safe place because the church was supposed to be a safe place. For hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the church was meant to be a safe place for getting prayed for and receiving the ministry and, and getting a word from the Lord. But every time they went to their safe place, mm, vexed again. Every time, just something just gets, gets in under your skin. You to go to work and there's somebody there and just, there's something about that one that just really just bothers me. I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about that that just bothers me kind of like somebody taking their nails and going down the chalkboard just it just bothers me and i don't know why so paul the bible says she did this for many days and and the bible says that paul uh that the paul paul was grieved in his spirit look at verse 18 they said and this is it she many days but paul grieved meaning i can't take this any longer I know where we are, I know what may happen if I deal with you, but I can't do this anymore. You understand? I know what would happen if I spoke up in the break room at work. If I speak up, I know what the supervisor might say, but I can't take this anymore. I know what would happen if if I just say something, if I... Mm, and I've been holding it back. Oh, I've been holding it back. I've been holding it back. But the word of God is like fire that is shut up in my bones. I cannot contain it. I must declare the word of the Lord. And you know what it might cost you. I know what happened if I if I kick him out. He's not my husband. But if I kick him out and he's the one making the income of me and my. Three children. He's not the greatest man in the world. He doesn't love the Lord. And, and I know if I kick him out, I, I know if I tell him that what we're doing is not right before God, I know that there are consequences, but I must live for Jesus. So I must declare the word of the Lord. I'll do it. I know what might happen, but I've got to serve the Lord and not myself and not these. What will happen if you decide to obey God? What are you fearful about? If I get up and do it, what would happen? I know what governs this city. I know what governs this town. I know what governs this workplace. If I say the word of God, what will happen? Paul and Silas, they resisted for a while. The Bible, the Bible says that Paul was grieved. In other words, he, could, he took all he could take. Silas, I can't do it, man. If she come tonight, whoo If she comes tonight... If she comes around that corner one more time, tonight we'll be at the Phillips Arena. And if she comes to the mic at the Phillips Arena, I'm going to have to do it. And sure enough, she came. And he said, In the name of Jesus, come out of her. And the very next morning, Two policemen came and said, Hey. Yeah. They gave us some shiny bracelets. They put us in a nice air conditioned vehicle. And they even closed the door for us. And they drove us to the courthouse. Here in this marketplace. And they accused us of messing with their money, messing with the principality that governed the area. Now, why let's go back to the example? Why were they thrown in the marketplace? Well, maybe it was just the only place of of course for them to have the trial that size. But understand something. The the masters were making a statement. What statement were they making? If they have cut off our money, they can cut off your money too. If they can do this to us, then they can do this to you. As a result of that, the Bible says that all the other people there, the inhabitants of the town, rose up against them. You don't mess with my money. We can talk, yeah. We can say, high five, brother, yeah. But don't mess with my money. You understand what's going on? And so now we see them here in prison. And we're beginning to close now. Why are they in prison? Because they touched the principality governing that area. Everything was fine until they confronted what was governing the area. And so now they they had momentum. People were coming. So the devil said, all right, I'm going to lock you down. I'm going to get you. The Bible says that they beat them. They beat them, stripped them down and beat them, probably with rods, putting many stripes on their back. Beat them, beat them. So what takes place? One, they are discredited in the eyes of the people. I thought they were with Jesus. Then why are they going to jail? They stripped them. thought they were men of God. Why are they being stripped on channel five? They beat them. Why they're being beat by the press, they beat them, strip them, beat them, and cast them into prison. Are you hearing me? Now, please don't get me wrong. Some folk that get on China 5 are supposed to be on there. Let's go back over here. And so here we are here. They're in prison. Don't know what time they got there. Can I sit? Y'all might have to sit, do you? Y'all sitting. They're in prison. And they're locked down. No movement. We don't know what time they got there. Maybe 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. You know, it's court, and everybody's got their business going. So, you know, and everybody's there for the court case. So it could have been too late in the day. At the most, maybe 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. So they're in prison now. They've been beat with rods, and that hurt. And there's probably some blood. I'm sure there's blood in their are whelps on their back. And you, when you sit I mean, you're probably leaning over and it hurts. So here's where we are now. We're sitting Paul and Silas. We're sitting in a dark place, and I'm hurting. I'm hurting. All I've tried to do, all we try tried to do, Silas, is trying to tell the people about the Lord. And this girl needed some deliverance, but I tried to hold it off. Now, from 5 o'clock, possibly, at the latest, we can say 6. 6 to 12, that's... How many hours is that? I'm sorry. What? 6 hours, right? From 6 p.m. to 12. Oh, is that right? Is that right with y'all? Okay. All right. 6 hours. Thank you. We got 6 hours here. In pain, in this dungeon, no moonlight, no fresh air. They did not have the toilet system that we have here today. Most oftentimes, they in a corner somewhere. So there's the funkified smell in here, if you with me. I'm, I'm bringing some Bremen dialect up here. There's a smell all in here. It smells, and there are other criminals over there doing their criminal voicey, talky thingy over there, maybe cursing and whatever. I don't know what's going on, but it's it's very depressing. They're locked down. Can't do anything else in a depressing area. Maybe they're bickering back and forth. I don't know. I like to say it. Paul, why'd you have to say something, man? I told you to leave alone. Man, I couldn't deal with it anymore. She was getting on my nerves. Oh, just stay over there on your side of the stock, man. (laughs) I know he's wild, but just go with me, okay? And so here we are, right there. Six hours, maybe five more to go, four more to go. I'm tired now. It's dark and it smells. Maybe ten o'clock comes. You all right, man? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm all right. How about you? Yeah, we're right. well, at least you know we're still alive. That's true. We're still alive. Let me see your back. Oh, it don't look that bad. Doesn't look that bad. How about mine? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. A little Vaseline, get you right on up. Don't 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 even worry about it. We're okay. Just keep your eyes straight ahead. You ever been in a place where you're hurting and you're tired and you're locked down? No matter what you do, you can't move forward. You can't get out of that place. And the people that are with you are locked down, too. They can't move forward. They can't go any place. And the people that are surrounding you, around you, they can't go anywhere either. And some of them are cussing and fussing. But still, that's where you are. Not because you sinned. Paul and Silas didn't get drunk one night and they put him in there. They were in that place because they were following the will of the Lord. I'm in this place because I've been following The will of God here locked down in pain because I have followed the will of God. So what do we do? Midnight finally comes. They begin to pray. They begin to pray. I wonder what they're praying about. Now, before this time, and we're closing before this time. Are y'all stay with me tonight? This morning. Before this time, if you look back over in a few chapters, we'll find that Paul was once stoned. And they left him for dead outside, but he got back up. Not my time yet. And some other things happened. He was thrown out of this place, and this and that happened. So I'm guessing that they're probably not praying, God, get me out of this. But they're probably praying, Lord, if something else happens, give me the strength not to deny your name. Help me to be effective right where I am. I'm hurting, but I won't deny you. I'm here. So they're praying that there's an open dialogue. There's an open dialogue with heaven now. They're locked down, but they're not locked out. God is in heaven listening to the prayer. Locked down, but they were still able to smuggle in a cell phone right there in prison, talking to Jesus on the main line. We're locked down, but I'm not locked out. I still can make communication with the Lord. So they're praying and they're praying and they're praying. And I would gather they're probably praying in the spirit, back and forth, praying in tongues. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And something happens when their heart touches God's heart. Something begins to rise up on the inside of them. When they begin to think about what Jesus has done for them, praise comes up. Now, understand something. There's a difference between praise and worship. You worship God because of who He is. But praise comes up because of what He has done. Think about it. When somebody gives you, let's say I come up to you right now and I say to you, I get my checkbook out and I write you, the Lord communicated with me to write you a check for $10,000. And praise the Lord. And I come and I say, here is this check the Lord has told me to give to you for $10,000. And I place it in your hand. Woo! I guarantee you my sister's first response will not be, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Would that be your first response? Oh, oh, hallelujah. Are you with me? No, your first response will be, oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Right. Praise comes out. Praise come out. So the Bible is very, very particular here. It says that they prayed and they praised. In other words, somebody began to think about what Jesus had done for them. Somebody began to think about the signs and wonders and miracles. I believe Paul began to think about, man, if it wasn't for Jesus, I'd be on my way to hell because I was persecuting the church. If he had knocked me down on my high horse, I wouldn't. I don't know where I would have been today. I don't know what I would have done today. But he saved my soul from a burning hell. And I'm glad about it. Oh, I rejoice in Jesus. I'm sure Paul Silas had his testimony. I remember when. When Jesus helped me to Hallelujah. And they began to rejoice rejoice in the lord they prayed and they praise the lord not because of what not because of the bad things that were going on complaining had stopped maybe around 10 or 7 o'clock but now we're thanking god for where we are it's not that bad praise the lord it's not that bad hallelujah hallelujah Can you still have church in the dungeon? Hallelujah. Can you still praise the Lord when everything is going on, going bad all around you? Can we still lift up a praise before him? You say, I'm locked down, but I'm not locked out. I will still yet praise the Lord. I will still yet worship him. Because listen, you can lock down the man, but you cannot lock down the ministry in the man. I pray somebody heard that. you may be able to lock them down, pull, keep keep them tight, but I'm telling you the ministry of God within you cannot be contained. It cannot be contained. no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, that ministry cannot be contained. Well just ask our friend Joseph there in the book of Genesis. he'll tell you, you throw him in slavery, get back up. He'll become quickly the head of Potiphar's house. You throw him into prison, he'll get back up, and he'll become the chief inmate. Hallelujah. Till one day he becomes the head of the nation, second to Pharaoh. Just ask our friend Samson. How about that there? Samson asked him. He'll tell you, even though his eyes were put out, they beat him, mocked him. He put his hands on a pillar and said, Lord, help me out just one more time. I may be locked up, but I'm not locked out of the promises of God. Or the power of God. Don't curse where you are. Are you hearing? Let's give God praise. That's right. Go ahead and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, sooner or later, sooner or later, the gift that's in you will make room for you. The gift that's in you will propel you out of that place. So don't sit around and curse the place. Oh, nobody's coming. Uh, Nobody's hearing me. I don't understand what's going on. Stop. You're missing a, a golden opportunity. Because you're about to see an earthquake in just a few moments. And your band's about to be loose and other people around you that wondered, are you with God or not? They're about to see who you really are in just a short period of time. It is what's in you that will propel you out of the place where you are. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.